Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one. When Uplifting Humans, a guide. Written by Cal Binus. Species designation, human uplift attempts. Post uplifting attempt, log one. Do not give humans access to genetic manipulation information, whether for diseases or otherwise. The tested individuals created something they call a Pokemon, creatures based on their own animals that were have given extreme dangerous abilities to one of them, something they called Pikachu, has shut down the facilities, life support systems have failed. I'm using the power to send out this message along with an escape pod. Please heed my warning. Post uplift attempt log number two. After removing all genetic information and testing from the humans, we began the IES, Innate Engineering Skills Test. The humans were given a two hours and a random tier three civilization class project to create something that they deemed beneficial to either them or the people in general. Results listed down below. Subject 1. Subject 1 used parts from the automated vacuum to create what they called a Stabarumba. The device spun around one of its fan blades above the object as it went around the test chamber. It took the security team to secure it and disable it. The test subject was taken into psych evaluation and determined whether it was normal or not. Subject number 2. Subject number 2 was given a blower tool traditionally used for clearing debris after construction or mining. The subject used the power station attached to the room, as they called a supercharge the machine, as it began to load different scraps of unused material into it and fired them at the walls at extremely dangerous speeds. The subject was also taken for a psychiatric evaluation. Subject number three. Subject three told testers that they had prior coding knowledge and so was allowed access to a computer with a regular helper AI. The subject, using the helper AI, managed to gain access to the facility's systems, all the while pointing out various back doors, saying, uh, Man, you guys got some crap security. Something he explained to us was necessary. After him giving a one-hour lesson to our technology department heads about the importance of it and how we do it, he shocked at how deceptive these humans could be that they would have to prevent people from gaining unlawful access to their systems. By order of the Interspecies Relations Committee, all uplifting tests involving these humans are to be suspended until further notice. End of story. Story number two. So, you're a real human. I've heard scary things about you. Written by Evil Little Weird Guy. Papa, what is that? I've never seen one before. To someone from the outside the galaxy, the scene before us might have seemed a joke. A bustling marketplace filled with seven, eight-foot-tall behemoths with muscles and plates. Filled with pointed teeth and sharpened claws and, uh, given a white birth, a squishy, small, hairy creature with no claws or teeth for eating only. That's a dangerous creature there, daughter. Best to avoid it. But, Papa, that doesn't even have a real hide. I could strike it even with my claws as dull as it is. It's not that I'm much taller than me. Can I at least say hello? I, uh, I think we could do that, love. No poking, though. 
My spawn turned gleefully and started pulling me over towards the human. Thank you, Papa. Hey, you over there. The creature turned and smiled at us. With itself was enough to cause my child to falter slightly. It was such an intense show of aggression for most species, usually followed by their throat being torn out. And to come from something that looked so fragile, it could make any predator flinch, even one with claws that could tear steel. Ah, aren't you a cutie? the creature exclaimed. Is this one of yours? it asked, looking between me and my child. Uh, yes. You're a human, right? A real human. My child's eyes went wide. Yep, a real as it gets. Don't even have implants. Imagine my parents' surprise when I started talking fluent Zelga with no translator. Papa told me you were scary. I think he's right. You looked like lunch, but then you looked like you were going to eat me instead. That's disturbingly honest. Uh, what else have you heard about us? That you eat everything, you eat trees and prey. That's just weird. He also said that we should never fight you because you look like we would burst if we poked you too hard. I probably would. Thank you for not doing that. And he said that you don't die, and that you spend all your energy in your brains, but your head is so small, and so I don't know how that works, and that makes you think up scary things for fun. We even make movies of them. That's the humans love watching scary things of other humans come up with. But why? Well, we are not soft and squishy, and are sometimes like prey, but then we are like predators too. But... You don't have claws and teeth. You don't have the real hide. You're right, we don't have them, so we made them. Wanna see? Made yourself claws and teeth? I don't see them anywhere. The human pulled out a long leather sheath, carefully and slowly. She laid it down on the bench, and slowly she separated the sheath from the object held within. Once they'd pulled it out all the way, they laid it on the bench next to the leather, revealing the length of an impossibly sharp blackened metal. This is my claw. I was going to get a nanoblade, but they need an implant, and I'm allergic to the stabilizers, so I have to make do with a regular blade. Wow, Papa, can I get a claw like that? Maybe when you're fully grown, child. It looks so sharp that it might even damage my claws now. Yeah, it's a beauty. The nanoblades are something else, but these are like nothing else made. Solid piece of metal. Anyway... I'm glad to have met the two today. If you do ever want a claw like this of your own, there's a human manufacturer who might be able to help you. Sadly, I have to go soon. My flight home leaves in less than an hour. The human held out a flat computer slate and transferred some contact files to me, before waving goodbye and smiling, but slightly less widely this time to my spawn, who was gurgling excitedly. We began to make our way back to our rounds. The day had already been exciting enough for me. After a few thoughtful moments, the human unsheathed the blade a few centimeters, held a small device to it for a moment, returning everything to its proper place, and then he continued home. General Purpose Handheld Fabricator, Firmware Version 31.2.2 Select Action Engrave Select Dimensions or Scan Object Scanning 50% Scan complete. Enter engraving text. Claw. Engraving complete. End of story. Story number three. When Predator Meets Predator. Written by Jacal DX. Did you hear? Did you hear? 
The rabbit cried out to the other animals. It was early morning, and most of the animals were rousing from their sleep. Hear what? What's all of this? grumbled the bear. Bear did not like too much noise. What's the matter, rabbit? Did something happen? Deer asked, concerned. Wonderful news! Wonderful! Wonderful! The wolves have found the human camp, rabbit proclaimed gleefully. The other animals looked at each other, mixtures of curiosity and surprise. The wolves were feared by them all, for there were always more around to fight and hunt. The humans are feared by all of them and the same reasons. I think our problems will be solved one way or another. The wolves don't know what they're tangling with, said Squirrel. Humans can kill the smallest thing to the biggest thing. The wolves don't stand a chance. Huh. Humans are the ones in trouble, Bear grumbled. Humans are soft, and without their tools, catch them by surprise, and they're big lumps of meat. Well, either way, we're going to have one less problem if once they meet, Rabbit sang. Rabbit was constantly hunted by both groups, so the opportunity for one to take care of the other just sounded perfect. Suddenly, a small furry bolt shot out from the bushes. It was Mouse, panting and panicking. Did you hear? Did you hear? The mouse cried out to the other animals. Yes, yes, Rabbit already told us. The wolves are going to attack the humans, Bear grumbled, laying his head down. All of the excitement was too much for the Cerny. No! Terrible news! Terrible! Terrible! The wolves and the humans, they've uh, become friends. End of story. Story number four. Every 100 years, each civilization in the galaxy puts their fiercest predator against one another in a galaxy-wide gladiator-style spectacle. Earth predators are a laughingstock until the humans resurrect one of Earth's extinct species. Written by H. Nocturna. Oh, come on, the tyranny thingy again, sneered the Glandathan. Didn't you learn from the last tournament, or do you humans just find it amusing to waste our time? Ken turned around to face the alien. What do you mean? Ken turned to look at the T-Rex, still he hadn't known that the Clandathian would be talking about. Oh, no, sorry to disappoint you all, but the T-Rex won't be competing this year, Turgut. He turned back around to face his monitor, seemingly oblivious to the alien's curiosity. Schnurch, 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 came the odd slurping laugh of Trigget. So, you've decided to give up and not compete at all this century, huh? Just well enough for the crowd, they were bored to tears the last time around. Without raising his head from the monitor, Ken replied, No, no, we haven't given up. We just took a um, different approach this time around. Ken was a lead biopaleontologist who had taken over the lead on this project from generations of other leading scientists who had worked on this project. In fact, uh, their competitor had been in preparation for well over 300 years. The Tyrannosaurus Rex that they had submitted last year had merely been a weak show of effort to retain the Candace's Sea for the Century's tournament. As confident as Ken was in their offering this year, he wanted to see the surprise and the crowd's reaction without rumors dampening it. Behind him, he could hear the Clandathians pretending to conceal their mocking of humanity's beasts. I bet the tyranny thing is just as cheerleader than schnurch, schnurch, schnurch. The group of clan Dathans had their full of making fun of the humans and turned their return to the beast, their Farzigan trout. 
The intimidating beast stood over 12 meters tall, unlike the bisymmetric creatures of most other civilizations. The trout had evolved into an ancestor with a radial symmetry. Its eyes faced outwards from every direction. It had no back corner and could attack with every single angle with its razor-sharp tentacles, weighing in at 1,800 kilograms. This creature was considered merely a mid-level competitor. It had only ever passed the third stage to the top eight competitors, before falling prey to the high-level predators offered by the top civilizations. But even it had made quick work of the T-Rex, Earth's last competitor, had barely survived three minutes with biting off three of the Faxigans' trout's fifty tentacles. Even the damage it inflicted, alien champion, had held little effect due to its rapid regeneration abilities, restoring it to peak fighting ability by the time the next round had started. Many aliens who had missed their match wondered if Earth had ever sent a competitor in the first round. Ken looked over the creature briefly before dismissing it as non-threatening. He knew that Earth's competitor would make even quicker work of the champion than they had of humanity's tournament before. He glanced down at the hollow watch and called out to the team, Time for lunch! The team quickly hurdled the T-Rex's cage to the back room where the gladiator awaited. Once the cargo store was flush against the door of the room, they pressed the button, sliding both doors open and waiting for the T-Rex to wander into the room before quickly shutting the doors again. From across the preparation hall, all the competitors heard the cry of the T-Rex as one of the apex predators quickly found its new place in Earth's food chain. Ritrigan, the Mobian announcer, banded with his colleague Nari Flexargan before the first stage was about to start. He was lamenting their bad luck with his co-host as they had been chosen to host the Earthling premiere. Among the other aliens of the announcers, they had been chosen for what was expected to be the most boring of all rounds. It took hours of preparation and makeup to get ready for a broadcast for what he expected would be over in minutes. Hardly even worth our time. Nobody's even going to be watching, he complained. They should have advanced to the Berrien Trablute and then get on with the rest of the competition, replied Neri, and Yitgren grumbled in agreement. You're alive in five, four. The last three appendages dropped one by one, signaling the beginning of the broadcast from the director. The announcement was made in a quick 180 and tried to put on the most professional show they could. Welcome to the 20th Centennial Tournament for the Apex Hunters. We're so glad that you could join us with it begin the first round today. Yes, Ittergren. It's great weather out here on the Pandoran moon as we time how long it'll take the Berrien Treblo to stomp all over humanity's sacrifice this year. Here we go. The Treblo has just stepped into the Colosseum, although he really needs no introduction. I'll make one anyways as it's bound to be more interesting than the fight is about to proceed it. The Mobian snidely commented. He couldn't help giving the humans a bit of grief or wasting his time. Over twenty meters long, weighing in at 3,400 kilograms, the Barian Treblo is a truly a sight to behold. With its osmium-plated tusks measuring in at three meters each, it can gore any competitor out there added Nary. As dangerous as those tusks are, we should all remember how deadly those claws in his feet and arms can be. And take note, he's got twelve of them. That's right, twelve arms and legs. He wouldn't even know how to coordinate all of those. <laughs> laughed the male co-host. Despite its large size, the Treblo is one of the most agile competitors in the fierce past. 
In fact, it averaged ranking at third place overall, having made it to the finals three times in the last five tournaments. Oh wait, here comes the Earthling's sacrifice. Um, it's, uh, it's a box. Uh, surely it can't be, uh, I, uh, I get it. Their competitor is inside the box. Well, whatever it is, it's big. The humans have wheeled in over 50 meter long steel box that is standing over 20 meters tall. The announcement had even bothered looking at Earth's introduction sheet before the broadcast and had no idea what was inside. The top of the box split into halves as they folded up to the open to the ceiling to the world. At the added height, the walls concealed humanity's champion for an extra moment of peace before the carnage was about to begin. Ken couldn't help but smile. She was beautiful. He had been working with Forenza for the last eight years and had grown to love her as much as he did care for her. He did not worry for a second that her well-being... No, he wasn't cruel. He was completely sure that they would win this year. Three hundred years they had carefully planned and bided their time. All for this moment. The sound from within the container came subtly and at the same time assuredly. Whoosh! The sound came strong and the wind blew out from the top of the containers. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh! As the time between the sounds and the rush of wind shortened, Florence showed herself to the galaxy. The 312-year-old onyx black dragon rose, 312-year-old black dragon rose from extinction to face its foe. From Earth, this legend was about to be born again. End of story. And that, my friends, is the end of the video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you wish to support the author, check the links down below for the original link. But if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways listed down below. But the easiest would be to share this with as many people as possible to help the channel grow. And I will see you all in the next video. And until then, I hope you all have a good one. Cheers.